welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello and welcome to Shredder Tea Tuesdays. You know, I got to be dramatic with it because it is September. It is September and I'm so excited to be here. And I have a special guest with me. Everybody know who I am. I'm Vernelia V, you know, V with Shredder Tea. But I have a special guest, Miss Sharonda Wise. Hi, how are you doing today? Hey there, I'm doing good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. Not too bad. Not too bad. Is it hot over there in your neck of the woods or is it pretty mellow? It's, <laughs> I'm in Texas, it's, Texas, so it's still hot. Oh, girl, you're right down the street. Yeah, it's still hot. Yeah, Texas <laughs> is always burning up. Literally. Mm. It's always <laughs> so you don't even have to tell me that. Yeah. So it's I, I want to say thank you so much for coming on to my podcast with Strategy Tuesdays and especially during this month of September, because of course it is ovarian cancer awareness month. And so I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to come and share with the people about what's going on and how you're doing and just share a little bit about your journey. So, uh, Sharonda, how, how has things been since your cancer journey? Let's start there and then we'll go to the back, to the front. Okay. Yes. <clears throat> okay. So far, my, um, I don't know if that's the right word to use, but it, um, um, I haven't had any complications that I can think of. Occasional, um, just dealing with like menopausal symptoms. But outside of that, like everything's been appointments every six months. So I'll go back, back in November of this year. Okay. Okay. Now let's start. Let, we can start from the beginning now. So when were you, when were you diagnosed? Was so it? I was diagnosed. In May of 20. What? May of 20. 2020. Oh, 2020. Okay. Okay. So, did May of 20. So, that was in the middle of, well, at the sort of at the beginning of this yeah. pandemic. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. I know that was stressful. That was stressful. So, what, um, what stage, what stage were you diagnosed? When I was diagnosed, I was stage two. Stage two. Okay. Okay. So the, did you know anything? <laughs> it's very, the very beginning. beginning of the pandemic. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, definitely. I know that's scary because there were a lot of things going on at that time where you couldn't, you couldn't do this and you couldn't have that. And a lot of restrictions were being set. So um, did you have any symptoms? With um, ovarian cancer, or were you kind of symptom free? Did you have any? I had symptoms that I didn't think. Um, honestly, I, it never even crossed my mind. On, so I started, I guess, around February um, or March. I started having like, like these increased like like back pain. So I would eat, eat and I would eat. Um, and then I started having swelling in my belly and just like, mm -hmm. like super time and I had I made an appointment with my PC thinking oh maybe it's just my blood pressure or maybe that's what's causing the swelling I need a new diuretic um, my doctor was thinking oh it's probably just your um, gallbladder that was no uh, that was not the case she ordered an ultrasound um, and that's no mask Mm, okay. Okay. So when she ordered the she ordered the ultrasound and that's when they discovered the mass. So you weren't even thinking cancer at all. I know that's most most people were not even thinking that either when they were diagnosed with ovarian cancer. Uh so have you ever heard of ovarian cancer before? Outside of, I didn't know anyone that's ever had ovarian cancer. It, we were completely blindsided. Like it right. wasn't even on the radar at all. Okay, okay, definitely, definitely. So right now you're doing you're you're doing fairly well. Yeah. Um, what is a what is something that is a positive takeaway from your cancer journey? 
I would say I, um, during that entire time, um, also just life and living my life to the fullest, um, and without any apologies. Okay. Okay. I, I, I like that without any apologies, right? <laughs> Not to feel like, um, I don't know. I don't want to say regrets, but you know, there's a lot of mixed emotions when you're diagnosed with cancer. Um, I don't, I don't know about you, but I know that it's, it can feel like, um, what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm, I'm thinking of a snowball. That's the only thing I, I keep picturing in my head. Like there's so many emotions compact in this big snowball and it keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, so what, what do you feel like was an emotion that you had to um, deal with throughout your journey, especially probably at the beginning and then going through treatments and things? What was one of your emotions? My biggest emotion was just, just fear, um, fear of the unknown and worrying that, you know, how it would impact my life. I had to my first year of marriage. So it was just like, how is this going to impact our relationship job? Because it is, it was just the fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. And you said you were you were just recently married. I had got married. We got married May of twenty nineteen. Oh my so gosh! Literally, like weeks before our um, one year anniversary is when they found the mask. Oh my goodness. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a big struggle. That's a big, I mean, you're in the, you're in the midst of bliss, you know, honeymoon, just got married, you know, want to have uh, a wonderful time with your, with your spouse and all of this. And then hello. It's like, okay, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> I know that could be a lot. So did you do your treatments in Texas? I did. Um, so my, my um, was here in the area. Uh, um, the, I did all of my chemotherapy here, had my here, but, but all of my treatment planning and my primary now are. Um, okay. Okay. So, so, so when you went to do your original treatment, everything was in one spot and was it, is it close to you where you live? I mean, or did you have to travel hours? Cause there are some health disparities at times where people have to travel very far to get mm-hmm. treatments, but is it close by you at least? No. Um, when I was diagnosed and I had my original me. I had that here in the DFW area. Okay. Um, but whenever they either we were waiting on the pathology, once it came back, the physician that did the surgery to go to MD Anderson for a second opinion. And so it was like my entire case got four hours away. So we went down there for a week, saw their providers, um, and then I went back for, you know, to go over like the plan and what everything was going to be but local. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you did have to do some traveling and that, that can take a toll as well when you're having to travel long distance and four hours is a long, is a long time when you're going through treatments and things and then coming back or even just going to a doctor's appointment and then coming back, you know, that, that can add up at less, as we'll say with gas. Yes, <laughs> but then and also like um like so everything to get labs and scans and it's, it's like that anxiety that you have because you have such a long drive to think about it. Yes, definitely, definitely, definitely make you anxious. So were were any resources provided to you throughout your throughout your treatment? Any type of resources from MD Anderson or either um, your primary care doctor? Um, did they offer you any type of resources to help you throughout the journey? I don't. 
believe so. Um, pretty much any kind of resources that I located, I found on my own. Um, and then I had, you know, sending me links and different books that, that I could read. Um, but in the process, I, I was connected to the uh, NOCC. I can't even think. <laughs> National Ovarian Coalition. So I connected myself with um and then of course Facebook groups. Um but once I connected with the NOCC, I went to their resources. So counseling services, meal service, um, so like sent like pamphlets and different information in the mail. So wow. God, I got it on my own. But I'm also a social worker. So I, I feel like I'm pretty versed on how to access resources. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at MD Anderson, they did workers. So that person also reached out to me as well. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. And and in OCC, because I see your shirt. I see I, I see the shirt. I see I see that logo. I'm used to that logo because I'm always <laughs> I'm always calling it. It'd be good day to wear it. <laughs> Yes, you picked the perfect day to read that. I appreciate that. <laughs> so shout out to NOCC. And if you're not familiar with NOCC, that's National Ovarian uh, Cancer Coalition. And they are located in, well, there's the, there's a chapter in Dallas. I want to say there's different branches, but I know because I, look, I did some research and there's not one in Oklahoma. So Texas is, you know, Literally down the street, I'd say a couple stop signs. That's how I always say it. But well, <laughs> yeah, well, I think bit. Uh, <laughs> um, they split it up into. Um, they have like different. Oh, what do you call it? Regions. So, right. like right now, I'm one of their moderators. Like the Austin chapter, DFW, and then like all these states in the central under one region. Oh, okay. Okay. So you have started advocating and doing things within NOCC on your own. Do you did was that something that you felt um like you were inspired to do? <laughs> You're like, well, I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> Lab, honestly, because um they're the uh, the the uh, era title was she reached out to me and just asked me because um, I was very vocal on, especially on my Instagram um, and so she reached okay. out to me and asked me if it would be something I'd want to thought about it. I'm like uh, I don't know I get super anxious but so I've I've done two so okay I okay back in I think July July so. Okay. Well, don't be anxious. I know it's 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 a lot, but um, you know, sharing your story with someone would definitely help someone else, um, especially with you being African American. Um, I didn't know anything about ovarian cancer, and so it's good that you have that resource that's really close to you. And so there may be someone else that will be inspired by hearing your story or just seeing your face and would like to reach out to you as well. So that's a, that's a plus. So I applaud you for doing that. Cause I know it's, it's a, it's a little bit much <laughs> when it you share things with people. Be. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it yeah. definitely, it, yeah. it can be, but that's good. Now you mentioned that you are a social worker, so that's what you do professionally. Um, and so you, I mean, in case people don't know what social work means, but, um, in a nutshell, what is your, what is your overall career? So right right now I am a medical social worker. Okay. So I work in a hospital and I do discharge planning, um, for our patients in the hospital. (laughs) Okay. Good. So kind of, we brought, we wear multiple hats, but the, the gist is discharge patients that are transitioning out of the hospital. Okay. Okay. That's an, that's an important part because we've been on that, we've been on that other end before. <laughs> so definitely, <Yes. laughs> definitely. Well, I applaud you for doing that. So one, one, um, one other question in regards to with, you said you were stage two. 
Um, what was your treatment like in regards to chemo or um, radiation? Did they, how many rounds did you have to endure? Yeah, first thing that we did was, the, the, wow, the debulking surgery. Mm -hmm. um, subdominal hysterectomy. Um, we were told that it was borderline um, and have to do chemotherapy. Um, but once I went for that second opinion, um, they therapy. And I did that locally. I did a, a kind of a, a weird, um, I had mucinous ovarian cancer. So it's kind of, it's a, a rare type. The, the therapy was actually a GI prescribed medication. And so I would go to the clinic. I'd do one medication that was infused there. So I would mm -hmm. finish. They would hook me up with another pump and I would come home for 46 hours at home. Oh, goodness. So it was a lot more in depth for you. It wasn't just every 21, uh, every, every 21 days, you just come in and do chemo or something. You had to endure things a lot more differently. Wow. And so, and that's, and that's really good to hear um, the different stories and the different types of treatments. Cause every, some people feel like, well, you know, if you have this cancer, this is what this treatment is. Well, it's not always the same because like she mentioned, it was a rare one. So they have to treat that in a different magnitude, you know, because of the rare stage. Um, so thank you for, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, what do you think was your biggest struggle? What was the biggest struggle for you um, throughout this journey? I think my biggest struggle was trying to have the entire process. So like getting like being being graceful with my my body is different and work is gonna look different for me and that, I I I don't like asking for help. I am very like strong minded and really different like getting up over that hurdle and, and mm -hmm. trying to go to work and you know, prove to everyone like oh this didn't change anything like but that really wasn't the case all the time and there were days when I was tired, really, because I didn't feel good. Um, but it was very, uh, very taxing on me sometimes. Okay. Okay. Definitely being able to ask for help. You know, that's, woo, I, I, I can relate, you know. <laughs> we don't, we don't want to ask for help, but we got to ask for help. We have to, because we need help. And, but that can be a lot. But I thank you for sharing for sharing that part. And especially when you said that your body is changing, that's a big deal. And then you mentioned earlier about the menopause, because you're not 65 or 70. <laughs> no. You're a young lady. <laughs> a very young lady. And now we're we're pushed into the hot, hot flash phase. Oh my gosh, I can only imagine. I mean, they didn't. Yeah. Uh oh. All right, so Instagram. I just want to let you know on Instagram, you have to follow the rest on uh, YouTube or either on Facebook. Okay, there she goes. Okay. There we go. I have you back. Okay. okay. <laughs> See, they, they knew we were talking about uh, hot flash and they got upset with us. See how they do this? <laughs> yeah, they didn't tell me I was going to, you know, automatically go into to menopause right away, like by surprise. Right. They leave that part out, don't they? <laughs> Definitely. And then not to mention what our spouse have to endure for dealing with our our, our hot flashes mm -hmm. and mixed emotions. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. Um, <laughs> I want to ask you another question, and then we're going to talk about into your your fun things that you that you love to do. Um, oh, and it just left me. Oh my gosh, I still have that. Sorry, L little bit of chemo brain. I don't know if you experienced that, <laughs> but mine gets bad every now and then. It was something I was going to ask you. Oh, my goodness. It definitely left me. Oh, there it is. Okay, working. 
Um, did you have to work throughout your treatment as, as well? Did that, especially been in a hospital setting, um, did you have to make some adjustments or accommodations to trying to do your treatments and still working a full-time job? Yeah, so I did FMLA the, you know, once I had the offer seven weeks. Um, but then when I went back, I took like short, um, how do you call it? Inter is it intermittent? Like the short-term disability? Not the, um, I think it is intermittent FMLA where it's so many hours you can take off for FMLA. Oh. So I did that um, during the, so I would, I would have it every other week and then I would do a full week of work Tuesday. And then that Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I would take the FMLA to be off those days. Oh, okay. Okay. So you have to, you have to adjust quite a few things for for probably several months was it several months or did it seem like it was um, only like a month or two no it was for a long time right um, <laughs> um, so because because um i went and i had the another procedure and so that was uh, um october so i went to md anderson and and i had a the high tech surgery at uh, but it's a very, very, um, not complicated surgery, um, very long, like 13 hours long. Oh um, and I was actually at that point. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Th 13 hours is a long time. And so I did a, a mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. So, you know, the, when you're going throughout your, your cancer journey, I feel like it's really, it's really important to remember where you started and remember where you're going. Because when you, when you first start, it's like a, to me, it's like a big slap in the face. Um, like a really big slap, like somebody with a hand bigger than a normal size hand just slapped you sideways. That's how it felt like to me. Um, but it's really important to make sure that you remember where you started and remember where you're going and to stay positive, to, to stay positive. You mentioned that word fear earlier. Um, and I know that that definitely crossed your mind as far as fear and what all is going to happen. Um, but if, if you could give me one word, what would that one word be as far as throughout your whole journey? What is one word that stuck with you? to help you throughout there? Resilience. Mm, I like it. There you go. Resilience. Yes, that's definitely a good one. So let's talk about some fun stuff. Because I know on social media, you are talking about the books and uh, reading. I mean, I'll be honest. I, when, I was, when I was little, I was a bookworm. Like I got in trouble for reading. Like I wouldn't go to sleep. I had to finish this chapter before I, girl, I used to get in trouble all the time. But anyway, we're not talking about me. <laughs> but when I was following you on social media, I was like, oh yeah, she loves to read some books. So what type of books do you enjoy reading? Um, <laughs> I read a lot of black romance, um, um, young adults, those are kind of where I, those are my happy places. A lot. And honestly, when I, I was going through all of the, the cancer, it became my escape. I read so many books, <laughs> but it was mine from just worrying so much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. So you're a romance type. Okay. I was wondering, because I, I, when I think you're, I think it was your post the other day and you was like books I've read and it was like it felt like it was like 50 books but I know it was more <laughs> more like six or seven I was like wait I'm gonna have to push pause it's going by so fast that's a lot of books but so you're a romance type um reader so which who's your favorite author oh god Let me you can't see. pick just one huh because <laughs> I, I, oh my goodness, it's such a big genre. Uh, I'm gonna say 
right now, I'll go with Kayla Sean. She's an so she self publishes her books. Okay. 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 And she's a black romance. Black romance novel. Okay. I'm gonna have to check into some of your um some of some of your books and check because I I I this is my deal. I buy books and then I start and then I stop. I get busy and then I'm like, okay, I need to pick this back up. So that's 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 my problem. I need to I need to do this. So how do you find the time to read? Well, I know you said during your cancer journey you was reading all the time, but how do you find the time now since you're back doing everything that you enjoy? Um, how do you find the time to read all your uh, novels? I um, I read on my phone, um, so I have the Kindle app. I'm reading on my actual Kindle, but okay. I read- up like around five in the morning and that's care time so i have my coffee i read before work um and then and you know, i'm like lunch at work or something and i'm taking a break then i'll pick up a book and read. of course when i get home i'm re- reading if i'm not, not once i finish everything my household duty watch a lot of tv until the weekend when i watch sports okay so that's okay. my entertainment <laughs> Oh, right. She said, that's my entertainment. You have a whole schedule there. I like that. <laughs> I like that. So you're also into, <laughs> you mentioned earlier about fitness and your health journey. So what, tell me a little bit about that. What's going on with your fitness and health journey? So my, my health journey has been going on twenty. 20- 12 <laughs> when I okay. was uh, uh, in college and I did really good up until I met my husband and uh, not that this is his, but up until I met him I was doing really good then I put that happy weight on and it would not wait so actually right before I was diagnosed with cancer I had lost 50 pounds and I, I, I was doing good and it was like I was were looking different. I was feeling good, but my belly—that's how it became so like obvious. And because I was losing weight, my belly was getting bigger. Um. So I am again. I never stopped. Actually, I worked out throughout the uh, treatments and stuff like that. I'm like fully invested in it again. Mm-hmm. Um. So right now, I'm currently doing this challenge, which is working out 45 minutes a day. And eating on a calorie down of water. That's, that's what I'm currently doing. And I'm on day 51. Um, day 51? <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, wait, so when did the challenge start? I mean, uh, how long is it? It's 75 days. Oh. Um, I, I started on July 20, Yeah, July 25th is when I started. Okay. Okay. 75 so days. challenging. Okay. <laughs> Right to be consistent. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you know, well, that- you know, my health and fitness is a really big deal for me. Not just like my body looks, but just I feel like it's just my way, like my, my self care, like my work day, and how I decompress from that. Um, mm-hmm. So it's more so not just how I care for myself and my mental state. Definitely, definitely. That is very important. Thank you for bringing that up because uh, self-care is health. I mean, we have to take care of ourselves and sometimes we tend to put ourselves on the back burner. We get busy doing other things and we kind of slack off a little bit. But um, so what do you what do you like to do to help you relax? I know reading is one. <laughs> but what else do you like to do to um, to relax for self care? I like to journal. Um, okay. I watch a lot of um, like I'll turn on jazz music on YouTube. Really, just sit and like in silence. I just, just that is wow. how I how I to care for myself. Um, okay. Or I'll turn on the little background and it's like a fun. There's no sound um i don't watch a lot 
lot of TV. Um, I don't, so aside from that, I don't really do anything else. Okay. Well, those are good. Those are good. Those are excellent, especially being able to sit in silence because you said you work at a hospital, so the hospital is always constantly busy with a lot of noise. So definitely being able to just sit in silence and just kind of, you know, decompress a little bit and relax. Wonderful, wonderful. So you're still on your journey. Um, it's 75-day challenge. And so, and with that 75-day challenge, you said it's just for you to do 45 minutes of exercise, drink a gallon of water, and what was the other one? Was that the... Oh, subtracting my calories. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. Watching your calories. Okay. Okay. And And then so we're supposed to to read 10 pages, but since I read so much, I changed it and I read 10 pages of a self help book. Oh, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Definitely. So, are you joining the challenge through NOCC with the walk? Um, uh, the virtual walk that they're well, I know I did the virtual walk for the first, but I know you're in Texas, so um, I don't know if you were going to go to that that walk that they're having. I believe it's a okay, okay, I can't remember. I know they have so many, yeah, it's like a delay. Oh no. <laughs> I know it's, this this uh restream picks up a lot of well, it uses a lot of uh is it bandwidth, I wanna say, or I'm not for sure. Tech technology people know what it is. But anyway, so yeah, it's sometimes it's a little bit of delay there. But that's good that you're you're doing things to help yeah. you overall. What is so what is one thing that you would encourage um what is one thing that you would in, in, encourage women to do in regards to their health? I shouldn't say one thing. You may have more than one, and it's okay if you do. <laughs> I would say pants, um, especially with, um, because so many of these different different symptoms that may mirror something else. So, like with me, and it wasn't the case um, mm-hmm. or we have a lot of women that are now getting peace we don't know you know what I mean so it's like pay attention to your body you notice when something don't be afraid to speak up to your physician and, and tell them hey this is what's going on from there and I always advocate for yourself because I have seen and heard a lot that you know their doctors didn't want to do this and they didn't want to do that or this test that the, the earlier you can catch it the more successful you're going to be and, and unfortunately there's no formal testing that can be done so it's up to us you know to advocate for ourselves and what we're going through absolutely absolutely it is definitely up to us we got to advocate for ourselves and if you feel like that doctor is not really listening, go and get a second opinion. Definitely. Definitely. Don't feel like, um, well, this is what the doctor says, so I'm just going to continue to suffer in silence. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not a that's not a good option. That's not a good option at all. Um, now, I want to say that on if you guys notice on the flyer that she does have uh, read and lift with Char. Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you got books and fitness is life. I like I, I like that by the way that lo- that logo. So, um, so where can they follow you on social media, or where where can they find you? That um, name, reading lift with Shar for my Instagram and my TikTok. I talk about my books, my fitness, cancer awareness. Um, I face, but I don't, I'm not very active on there. Um, and it's on medium, the same name, reading with which So those are the three platforms that I'm on. Okay. Okay. Definitely. Especially if they want to read and lift with you, they can definitely, and even maybe even join 
and on your journey, even though you're almost finished with this challenge, you know, um, they can probably join in and do some fitness with you. Now, do you do classes online? Are you into like Zumba or what kind of? <laughs> right now, <laughs> so my gym membership a few months ago. So all of my workouts I do from home. Um, okay. All, all dumbbells and all that good stuff. But right now I am doing like YouTube. found a workout challenge, uh, a workout channel on YouTube. And, and it's Girl, that's her name. And she has so many workouts and they're so fun. And, and Okay. Yeah, the workouts on YouTube are fun. You know, I that was my go-to when the pandemic stopped. I mean, what stopped, but started. When it started, it was like, oh, I can't go to the Y. Well, what am I going to do? <laughs> so, yeah, finding things on YouTube, you'll be surprised. I'm like, oh, that's a fun little uh, class. So, yeah, it does oh, go by fast. That's fun. Yes, definitely. Definitely. I had fun, fun doing it. So do you do you work out early in the mornings or you try to do it when you get through at, from working or you just kind of like, eh, I'm going to plan it around my work day? <laughs> it varies. Okay. So really early and, and work out. And that just was not working for me. I just work out in the evening. Once I get home, I usually try to do it around five. That way, at dinner or you know whatever I have for the evening, so I work out in the um, after work. Okay, okay. Well, that's good. As long as you, as long as you're getting it done, that's all that matters. <laughs> that's all that that's all that matters. So, I wanted to ask you a question. Now, are you a Tabitha Brown fan? And I have her book. <laughs> okay, I see some said, "Ask her if she got that book." Did you now? How long did it take you to finish that book? Like a day? No. <laughs> I'm actually not finished with it. Oh, okay, okay, because that is I, a good book. <laughs> so I don't know what's with, with me, but if it's like a self help book, it takes me forever. So I have her book i started listening to the audio book because she narrates it <laughs> oh you know i forgot about that that is true and it's on audible right audible yes oh my goodness i forgot about that yeah i just went and bought the book I, but it would yeah. be nice to hear her voice <laughs> she, she you know she's such a good storyteller and like mm -hmm. better if, like listen Thing to her just because it just sounds like she's talking to you. Right. Like, yeah. Y'all are sitting on the exactly how it sounds. Right. That is true. Now, now, see, I'll be the one that'll mess around and be like, say that tab. I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> mess it all up. Like, okay, she's not talking back to you. So <laughs> but that's good. So what um there was another book. Um I can't think of the name of it now. Oh, it's gone. It's gone. But that was one book I wanted to ask you if you um, if you read that one. So what is a really good novel that I should check out like today? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, let's see here. Like, like it's just like it's just so good. I should have already had this book. Uh, hold on. Where what? Where is it? Oh, okay. looking. I am looking for it, and it should be right here. But it's not. Oh my goodness! It's to be loved. I don't know where it is up here, but it's called "By Kayla Sean." By Kayla Sean. Okay, to be loved. Now, is that that's a romance novel? It is. It is. Okay. Okay. See, I'm kind of a slow, I'm one. slow burn. It, you said it's a slow one. It's slow. It, it's a very lengthy. Oh, okay. So, so don't I expect would, to get um, right to the point. Mm -mm. It does. <laughs> it's a it's a a build 
fucked up. Mm. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna check. I'm gonna check into that one. I'm gonna check into that one, and then once I get it, I'm gonna I'm gonna tag you and say, "Hey, I'm trying to get through this book. Just let <laughs> give me some pointers." <laughs> <laughs> Oh goodness! It's, I think you'll like like it. Connection to her writing. Um, if if it's like a, a inspiration, um, Woman Evolved by Sarah Jakes Roberts. Oh now, yes, I've seen some of her. We I think we have some of her books at at work. Um, yes, I've seen some of hers. I haven't read them but I saw some other people reading them so okay I'll check it I'll check into them <laughs> now I'll now let me share something with you Saranda so the books I like to read I like to read um not sci-fi but uh mystery mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a Dean Koontz fan like and Stephen King unless I mean, until he stopped going back and forth because sometimes when he switches a lot I get lost but those books I love. John Grissom, I love. I love his books. Um, so you like Dory and Suspense? Yes, yes. Those are my go-to. So I'm gonna have to branch I up. Read. <laughs> you read which one? I can't. I have to do those in small doses. If you read, read the Silent Patient. I can't remember the, his name. Alex something. The Silent Patient. Mm-hmm. I never heard of that. Now, who's the author on that one? Um, his name is Alex. I can't remember the last name. Um, oh, it's like a Michael. suspense. Okay. Was there a movie with it too? I don't know. Oh. I, I probably wouldn't watch a movie. <laughs> I just said I wouldn't watch it. Oh, so you're not. You the book know, was good. Just <laughs> said the book was good. I don't need to watch the movie. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm gonna have to look into the the silent patient. Uh oh. It says the silent patient is a swarming paranoid nightmare of a novel with an ending. Uh oh. That is destined to go down as. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to. Are you gonna tell me what you think? Because okay, I've asked about that. It's just (laughs) that's a deal. That's a that's a deal. Now you, I don't know if you remember. I can't even remember what year it was, but it's been it's been at least over 10 I want to say but there used to be book clubs where you could order some books or you can get like a couple books for maybe like five dollars or something and they send you like a cute handbag and then every month they would send you a new book you know what I'm talking about have you ever seen them or was that before your time it's okay you can tell me if I'm I'm old or no, not. I, don't think, I think they're making a comeback because I, I know a lot of follow. They do um, book of the month, where okay. they pick however they offer and they they send it to them. But I don't know if it comes with any any sweat. Any sweat, yeah. Because I, I I'm trying to remember like when I first got out of college, I was ordering a lot of them books, and they had cute little tote bags. <laughs> and I was just getting all kinds of different books. I didn't even know these authors, but I was like, oh, those are cute. And yeah. <laughs> so I was thinking about that like almost a month ago. And I was like, what if they still do that? But I know everything is digital on the Kindle now. So I'm still a little old fashioned. I like to hold the book. But that's just me. I'm I'm gonna get into it one day. I promise. <laughs> Well, Ms. Sharonda, I do appreciate you taking the time to talk to me and to share your journey with everyone here um, with doing Ovarian Cancer Awareness Month. Um, I do appreciate you taking the time um, and much blessings to you and continue to share your story and do work within um, NOCC because trust me, it, it, it helps. It really, it really does yeah. help. One, one thing I've noticed is 
Well, I'm, I've always been passionate about advocating because I'm a therapist. And so um, when this came along, I think it just really opened up the door for me to share even more, but more so for me to be transparent about what's going on with mm-hmm. me. Um, and so it really helps. It really does help. I've noticed that even when I'm going to like um, I went to a running running uh, store, a running shoe store before. And the lady asked me about my bracelet because I'm always wearing a teal bracelet. And she ended up telling me that she had a friend that passed away from ovarian cancer. And so, you know, you never know. Your story will inspire someone else to open up or just to do something a little bit different and also to take um, take action on their own health and not to just wait. So I, I, applaud, yeah, I applaud. I definitely, I wear like my my pen. I have a, on my badge, I have like the little, little lapel and a little cute ribbon. <laughs> Yes. So it's kind of like all every day. Um, and I've actually had um, people stop me. I've had a therapist stop me on the L. Am I wearing it for someone else? And I was like, no, I'm wearing it for myself, actually. And so I was just thinking about that. Um, so I definitely, I, I don't, I, I, like I said, I went through the journey. It was like, like I found my voice and I started mm-hmm. talking about it. Like I never recorded myself talking. I don't, I didn't like to sing. And now I'm just like, this is what it is. This is what I went through. And it's, it's so, it's so rewarding. And I forgot to mention um, for NOCC, but um, there's another um, site that I also write on ovarian.net. And so I do, um, like articles on their site as well and and moderate for them. Okay. Okay. And and what was that site again? Ovarian Advanced Ovarian Cancer dot net on social media. Okay. Advanced Ovarian Cancer dot net. Okay. I want to make sure I put that in that um in the description there. Okay. So that's good. So you look, you're already doing the work and I appreciate you doing that and always keep up with your follow-ups. I know you said you, you still do your six months, um, uh, check-ins and one day I'm gonna get to six months. I'm, I'm going to do that. Sharonda. I still been going every three months. I'm just, oh wow. I, I know, I know you're like, why, girl, why are you still going? I just feel no. That wasn't. I've actually heard someone else um say that, and and I didn't know it was actually for my my last um checkup. She was like, "We'll see you in three months," and I'm like, "No, you'll see me." Um, and I I just I didn't realize that you know people were going so frequently, continue to follow me for seven years. Um, so I don't know what the normal way or being. Right. Well, for I know for, for for my oncologist, she said the first the first year, no, the first two years is supposed to be every three months, just to make sure it doesn't, you know, come back. And then they said after you've done that, then they'll go to six months, and then they'll go to once a year. And she always asked me, and I said, no, I'm not ready yet. I'll still come every three months. And you know, and 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 to be truthful. I know it's a fear. I will admit that. I know it's a fear, but um, I just feel comfortable going. So if in case anything happens, like I'm already ready, you know, Um, but I told her, I said, once I get past five, once I get past five years, then I'll go to six months. (laughs) I know it's like, girl, that's a little time. I understand that. (laughs) Yes. I have an oncologist or just a treatment team that you feel comfortable with it, it doesn't you're not as fearful like right hey i'm having this symptom do we you know what do we easier to speak up also but I, I found that with me at least because i'm always messaging me, this, this is what's going on <laughs> what 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 can we do or if there's something like so i i totally understand that 
Yes, definitely, definitely. So now, what year are you on now? This is May of this year, May two years. May of this year, May two years. Okay. All right. Well, good. So I'm May 10th and then May 3. So we're right right behind each other. That's okay. Mm -hmm. That's good. So we're going to support each other. You know, I'm always reaching out to you. (laughs) <laughs> and just to, just in case anybody wondering, because they're like, well, where did you where did you find her on TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> on TikTok, and I was like, oh, hi, how you doing? <laughs> TikTok so, is so yeah. much fun. And, it is, you know, it's 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 so it's a different world over there, but it's 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 very easy to get caught up in that world, right? <laughs> It, it is definitely you you just say oh let me just browse on here for a little bit and next thing you know it's an hour later oh wait i was just trying to do 10 minutes <laughs> so yes, yes well once again i do appreciate you coming on show to see tuesdays thank you make sure you guys go and follow her she is re- let me make sure i have it right read and lift with with share char right yes uh-huh. okay So you guys go and support her, follow her, and definitely make sure that you advocate for yourself and take care of yourself. Always remember to be intentional, be insightful, and definitely be impactful. And I appreciate you joining us on Shredded Tea Tuesdays. Until next time, you guys stay stay blessed. Thank you. Telling me to dance, taking a chance.